Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Joe. What's up, players? What is happening? Just hanging out. We're hanging out at the Oliver House downtown Toledo for yes. Michi- Michigan for Midwest Parafest. Happening place. We're all having fun. A lot of laughs going on. A lot of good stuff. Jen's on. drinking. I have a glass of wine <laughs> in my hand as we speak. So podcasting and drinking spirits. Spirits and spirits. Yes, they don't mix. Kids don't do this at home. Just kidding. Drink while you're listening to our show. Yeah. Makes it so much more exciting. The Spirits and Spirits podcast just left a little while ago. I didn't get to talk to her because I was putting a painting in someone's trunk. I know. (laughs) So anyways, Joseph, there's a strange man sitting at the end of our table. He's weird. He's strange. <laughs> Hi, guys. Guess who's oh, yeah. here, everybody? It's Harold St. John. And there's and there's J- Chad Dye, who's oh, most supermodel of the world. And my bus just pulled up out front. Yeah. Chad Dye uh, come in today on his Harley, I think. I think so. And he's leaving on his Harley tonight, I believe. <laughs> uh, How are you? We haven't seen you since the last time. Good, guys. I've. It's been a while. It I, has. I've got to see Joe a couple of times. Um at some gatherings. Joe and I yeah. did an investigation a little while ago. I don't know, a month or two, whatever it's been ago. Yeah, it's been two months. And, uh, two months okay, ago, yeah. two months, six oh months. Oh, my God. Sometime. And, Joe, I, I don't think we have anything to talk about. Well, we just finished the class. I took Harold's oh, class. yes. How did the class go? Guys, tell me. I wasn't there. I, th- I think it went well. Um, we, you know, what I really liked about uh, this, this class was... Uh, Don from Fringe Paranormal was in it. Joe, you were in it yeah. as well. And we had some great students. It's different than Ghost Hunting 101, as Joe can tell you. I, you know, I, I never think that things go as well as other people do. That being said, Becky said she thought it was a success. Jeff and Dean and other members of the group thought it was well. It's just so different. Um, Joe, as you know, the first class I talked for two hours um, on a science-based, what all the scientists are saying. And Joe, you and I even talked about this earlier. I don't believe half the things that I was saying to the class. Um, but the class needed to hear this other yeah. side, that everything is explainable in the scientific world, and there's really no such thing as the paranormal. It's all either in our head. It's, uh, there's no truth behind it, and there's no proof behind it. Um, and I think I'm going to change that a little bit, as I was saying to you. You know, Joe, and I might have even said this in class, until you've experienced for yourself that very first paranormal experience that you know is, is real, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're encountering is very real. Joe, there's no, there's no Jen, there's no explanation for some of these things that are happening, scientific or paranormally speaking. Mm-hmm. There is no explanation, and maybe... Maybe 20 years from now, our time goes by. There may be some kind of uh, better answer for it. But if it happened to you today, you know, same as it's happened to you guys, same as it's happened to me, I don't want to say I don't care what the scientists say, but even they're arguing amongst themselves. Um, let's stick to class. It was interesting. Um, I ride the fence a lot. I'm, I'm skeptical myself. But I know some of the things that I've witnessed are truly paranormal. And there is no explanation. Scientifically, um, or, or otherwise, they're just, they're just not. It, it happened. Mm-hmm. Joel, you and I did an investigation together, as Jen said a couple of months ago, a phenomenal ESTA session. Uh, you know, I, I've been investigating for a couple of years now. I've never seen anything like that. And 
and everything came back to the answers that you were receiving were, were direct answers to the questions that you were asking. And Yeah, and I had no clue because I was just hearing words. I didn't know what you guys were saying. So explain to our new listeners, if somebody's new that listening, what the Estes Method is. Would you like to, Joe, or you want yeah, me to? Should, Go I ahead. Will. So what you do, it's, it completely keeps your senses bound up. Like So what you do is the method I use, I put in my earbuds first, hooked up to the spirit box. And as you know, the spirit box sweeps through the radio frequencies. So basically all I hear is and then if you hear words. Then on top of that, I put on noise-canceling headphones also. So there's no way I can hear what you guys are saying or what's going on in the room. And then I put on blindfolds. I put a blindfold on so I can't see anything. So it's almost like sensory deprivation. And by doing that, it eliminates me from the whole process. I have no clue what's going on in the room. I don't know if it's the lights are on, the dark, or if it's light or dark. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are in the room. I don't know what questions you're asking. Anything. All I'm doing is what I hear in the spirit box, I speak out. Okay. And you don't hold anything back. If you hear something, you just say it. Yeah. You are, you are a receiver in its purest form is what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, to take yeah. it a step further, the Estes session was invented by a group uh, from Estes Park, Colorado, um, Actually, the first session that was ever done that, that made it kind of nationally known was done in the Stanley Hotel uh, by that group. <clears throat> that being said, there's a not, I, and I'm always joking that I'm taking credit that I was the inventor of it. The truth be, made, uh, be, be, be said, a lot of other groups were doing it years prior to that. Yeah. And, and here's why I, why I always joke that I, I'm the one who invented Estes. I did it just because, jokingly, I don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. We were at the Haunted Buxton Inn. Um, years ago, five, six years ago, whatever it was, and we were doing an EVP session using the spirit box in uh, the room where uh, the lady in blue, the blue dress was seen, and you'd have to do the, the history, Google the haunted Buxton, and you'll find out all about the ghost there. But we had spent the weekend there. We, we were spending the night in that room, and Butch was with me, and Becky was the receiver that night. And for some reason, I thought that Becky could hear what my questioning so I put the headphones on her. That was the first thing. And then I said to Butch, I think she's reading my lips. She's too accurate. So I put blindfolds on her. Mm-hmm. Now, me being the dork that I always am, you know, it's small hotel, small rooms. So I stepped in the next room and uh, I said, told Butch, I said, well, now she can't even read my lips. She can't see. She can't hear. Yeah, she has no clue. <clears throat> so what no I clue did, you're even in the room. No, so I yelled fire. Um, oh, my God, Beck, get your gear off. The room's on fire no reaction so i knew she couldn't hear me um and then you know once i i got that accomplished i told butch i'm going to ask questions that have nothing to do with this buxton inn and we i don't know four or five minutes into it i said well, okay well i'm going to start counting and when i get done counting i want you to give me the next number and i even turned to butch and you can hear me during the session i said she's never going to get this and i counted from one to five and i stopped becky yelled from the next room six and i turned around to butch because i was like shocked and I said, Butch, that was awesome. And mm-hmm. Becky said, yes, it was awesome. Oh, my God. So this was the spirit box talking to her. So there's no way she could hear me. Mm-hmm. So there's no way she could read my lips or even see me. Uh, and that was my first Estes session. That lasted 30 seconds. What I witnessed at the Spaghetti Warehouse with Joe and Dana went, went on for, oh, my God, close to an hour. And it was so accurate, so uh, 
amazing to me. What was the spaghetti warehouse? What makes that place haunted? Like, it's it's an old building, right? So, like, yeah. it's an old historical building here in Toledo, Ohio. What I took from it, this is my take. I have mm-hmm. no proof of this. But listening to Joe and Dina's session, I think it. I think there could have been a lot of things. Back to slavery could be one. Back to the wartime, mm-hmm. soldiers could be two. But somehow I feel it was a, a like a sweatshop where there was children working. Mm-hmm. I have no proof of this, but mm-hmm. oh, listening to Joe and, and Dana's session, there was too many children up there. There was something going on that involved children. Um, and there, there was a couple of people that were, I, I don't want to call them gatekeepers, but they were kind of like protectors. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of people there, and I'm talking about entities, that some of these kids were, I think, afraid of. Mm. Uh, Joe, Joe knows. Definitely. Had, yeah, Joe, you, you know more. You had the headphones on. I was just, I was just a bystander. But it, you guys were on the third floor, correct? Were you on the third floor at yeah. that time? Yeah. Now, wasn't there some um, prohibition activity from prohibition in that building? Because it was... A brewery at one time, sure. correct? Sure, okay. I, b- I believe you're correct, yeah. Okay. And there are tunnels underneath it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's tunnels underneath all of Toledo. Yeah. There's tunnels underneath here. Yeah. Jen, I think the amazing thing is, you know, me being such a skeptic, we were there for two hours. You know, they were still serving dinners and closing up the place, mm-hmm. and there was quite a bit of contamination. But, you know, by 10 o'clock, I'd, I'd almost had enough. I was... I was kind of tired, and I get grouchy sometimes. No. But there was, like, a Come lot on. of contamination. <laughs> I didn't feel that we were getting anything. Mm-hmm. And then talking to Butch and Dana afterwards, they were seeing shadows and stuff the whole time. Sometimes I don't know where my head is. I, I'm obviously not a great investigator anymore <laughs> because, yes, you, you know, are. I'm um, up trying to get coffee before the the, car, the coffee bar closes. Right. But I guess there were some things going on in the, the first floor in the basement a little bit. Oh. I was there for the pictures and the coffee. But once we made up the third floor, Jen... You almost had to be there. Mm-hmm. As soon as we walked in, within five seconds, I, I, and I, I had spoken it out loud. I heard a woman across that warehouse or whatever that is, that, mm-hmm. that big area floor up there. At the moment we arrived, um, we had captured EVP, I think, five seconds in. It just, it, I'm still amazed this, to this day. Dana and Jeff, Joe did such a great job. What was the EVP? Was it just a woman talking, or was did she say any words, or was it a scream? Or I want to say it was probably a Class B, and pe- I'm sure everybody, uh-huh. all your listeners know what a Class B is. Yeah. I'm still not sure what she said, but it was a definite woman's voice, and it was definitely loud. Was there any activity around the trolley car that's in the middle of the restaurant? I didn't. I didn't see any activity at all that night okay. downstairs there. Like I said, by the time we got up to the third floor. We were ready to pack it in. We we're like, this place is nothing. This yeah. we not get, and all you could hear is people's footsteps, which real people, not okay. spirits. Okay. Footsteps and talking and just you know the clean the um, kitchen staff is still there. Oh, okay. And stuff and it, it was like Harold said, it was so contaminated mm-hmm. that we couldn't get nothing. But then we went up to the third floor, and it completely changed. Wow. It was just unbelievable, and. We did. I had the audio recorder going also mm-hmm. during the camera recording. So we had audio and camera audio, and I was getting EVPs in this recorder, mm-hmm. just sitting next to what we were doing. Wow! That matched what we were getting on the Estes method. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, <coughs> after I listened to it, I could hear. An EVP going, he's coming. 
And then two seconds later, Harold goes, hey, there's someone coming up the steps. And oh my gosh. You, it sounds just like the wooden steps next to us. Yeah, it it sounded just like somebody walking up the steps. I was in the S, I was under the S's, oh, so okay. I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. But in the recorder, I could hear Harold saying, there's someone coming up the I, steps. I went and checked the stairs. I thought wow. for sure it was mm-hmm. a member of our group or, or somebody or an employee coming up those stairs. It was as real as I'm sitting by the stairs right now. Somebody was coming up the stairs. At, and after we switched out with um, Dana, I was standing up there, and I could hear all of a sudden the stairs creaked. I said, hey, there's someone coming up the stairs. Harold's like, nope, I heard that earlier. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, he, here's, here's what I think. This was a special night, and I firmly believe this. I think it's all about timing. Uh, I think it's all about your personality lines up with uh, – I don't want to confuse anybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think the spirits can trust – the people that are investigating, they can confide in them. They, they want to communicate with them. I can't tell you how many investigations I've been on where other people are getting EVPs, and I just, I'm not getting anything, and sometimes I think it's my approach. But I, I firmly believe that some of these entities that are at the spaghetti warehouse, Joe, there's something about you, and there's something about Dana that they liked, they felt that they could trust you. They had a story to tell. Mm-hmm. They wanted to confide in you guys. And that's what happened. I, Joe, I think I could go back there with tomorrow with, with Uncle Jeff and Becky maybe or Butch. We may not have the same success that we had that night. Hell, we may never see that kind of success. Mm-hmm. It was all about that night, mm-hmm. that particular night, those particular investigators that were in that room at that particular time. And I think all of the stars lined up perfectly. And you had a three-ring circus going. I mean, you had... I think six or eight different entities, and they were stepping on each other's toes trying to get through. That's it, wow. and you could hear the EVPs in the recorder and in the camera, mm-hmm. and me being under the S's method. I could hear voices like conversations going on. Oh my god! In the background, wow. in between the radio sweeps, and I was hearing full sentences. Wow! And that's incredible. That's another thing too hard. is after I listened to it. Harold walked into the other room, which when you look at the spaghetti warehouse, it's a huge building. Yeah. Okay. The upstairs is just two huge warehouse spaces that are empty. Okay. Okay. Big rooms. Mm-hmm. 100 feet, 150 foot across. Probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I could hear Harold in the other room going, Billy, are you here, Billy? And I could hear a kid's voice in the EVP going, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah, someday... Someday we'll let that whole thing out where the, maybe you can share with the public. But it would yeah, I tried to, but my it, for some reason, I mean, what I did was I took the video and I put the EVPs from the recorder on top of the video so that you could hear both. And it will not go on YouTube, no matter what I try. You got to get on YouTube, Joe, because you may go down in history as one of the top best session methods ever to be performed and witnessed by the public. It was well, it is out on Boot Production. Yeah, yeah, he, you're right. It is. So yeah, I, the only problem is I don't. I never gave them the EVPs. Yeah. Just switching gears a little bit, with what happened with COVID and people being sequestered, did you find that you guys had? more or less calls to come out and help people because I know people were at home so they may feel more things or because they're home might not have the activity I think I think it's it's a combination thing I we kept receiving phone calls mm-hmm. I, I we went out and we did a, a few house cleansings at cleansing the blessings mm-hmm. of the best that I could 
Um, I, but I've never changed my ways. An investigation is the last thing we want to do when it comes to uh, para, paranormal investigating private residents. Mm-hmm. An investigation is the last thing you do. It's the last thing I offer. It's a hell of a thing to go into somebody's house, mm-hmm. and we're all communicating with the dad, and then we go home yeah. that night, and, and you're, stayed, you're right. stuck in the same house that with full of ghosts that you, the reason why you called us in to begin with. So um, I don't think we, we did less investigations. I don't think we were any less busy. We did uh, quite a few house blessings and cleansings, which I did a few myself. Um, you know, I just, I put my heart all into it and did the mm-hmm. very best I could because some of our own members were not available because of COVID. Yeah. Um, did I ever tell you the story that one of the house cleansings and blessings, I can't remember, Jeff and Dana were with me that night. Um, we did, we did, we did a, an investigation, our house cleansing, went from room to room. This family was scared to death. Mm. I walked outside and COVID was a funny thing because uh, I think in some cases paranormal activity might have increased during COVID. Mm-hmm. I can't say that for sure, uh, scientifically anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but there we go again. Right. I, I walked out front. I was exhausted. I was sweating. Um, I was tired. I'm, this, is not, this is not my forte. It's not something that I do. Um, I actually seem unbelievable because I, I, you know, I'm usually for coffee. I'm usually doing something different. I'm usually telling everybody else what to do and everybody else calling me an asshole. <laughs> but I was involved in this, hands-on involved, and I, I really worked. I really, truly wanted things to settle down in, in these people's house. And uh, this, this, I watched this thing walk from the house down the driveway crossed the street under the street light and then disappeared under the street light now i i don't expect any, you guys to believe me i don't expect anybody to believe me and somehow i knew that that was a thing that i just evicted out of the house uh-huh. and um you know it feels good jen yeah. about a month later the people called me and um just want to know what do you know what a nice guy you are how my wife is so comfortable in the house now my daughter's comfortable you did you know, you, you you got rid of this thing, and I'm just, you know that night I went home and I prayed to God that hopefully I helped this family. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, COVID was a strange time, and I think you know a lot of negative energy built up in people's houses. People stuck in the house together, arguing and bickering. If I even Becky and I went through some dark times, I'm sure yeah. everybody goes through their own thing. Yeah. In some ways, I think paranormal activity increased and peaked, and in other ways, you know. It was tough to do an investigation because that was the last thing we wanted to do. You don't want to take mm-hmm. those chances. The last thing you want to do is try to help a family, yeah. but then possibly make them ill as well. Right. So I think we were trying to, to educate them themselves to do some lessons, take charge of their own house. Um, we, I, think, I think to answer your question, we did less investigations, more house <coughs> blessings and cleansings, mm-hmm. and a lot more on the phone or, you know, counseling does that make sense yeah because i think you know like with what everybody went through it was a very emotional time and a lot of emotions spark a lot of you know like i think spiritual energy comes forth because you have people more people passing away people being very emotional very on edge scared because you don't know what's going on and you know sometimes the the darker energies in the house yeah will be attracted to people who Absolutely. who are in that emotional turmoil and and be able to you know because their veil is thinner and they're they're upset or scared or Jen, I, I sad or depressed or you know like, i don't remember any other time in my life 
where there was such diversion, divide mm. amongst people. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to politics, religion, medical, the differences between people came to the surface. Uh, and a lot of it's still going on, I, I would think. And I mean, I, I have family members that won't even talk to me because my opinions and my ideas were different than theirs when it mm-hmm. comes to being vaccine or non. And I don't want to make this show political, but yeah. you know, who was going to be the next president? Who did you like? Who did you support? wasn't just COVID. Yeah. We were going through a trying time, and I think it's bigger than what we're all thinking it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just COVID. It was political. It was religious. It was, it was medical. It was, we had a big collision, and, and, and there was a great divide amongst us people. I mean, we got to look at how many people were you close to, friends, that you don't feel as close to anymore. It's almost like you don't trust them because their opinion was so different than yeah. yours, and we're thinking they're crazy. They're thinking we're crazy. And I think that had a lot to do, you know, when you talk about darker energies, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the perfect breeding ground for these things. And I don't care where you live or, you know, yeah. if it's a haunted, known haunted property or not, it, that, that can cause a lot of havoc yeah, in the I house. Just was, you know, really concerned that because of what everything we're going through that, you know, that these darker energies or negative energies are really ramping up they're having a field day you know because positive energy pushes the negative away Mm -hmm. you know and i you know a lot of people are just like i (laughs) i liken it to people are a bunch of cats in a room full of rocking chairs just waiting to get their tails rocked on right like they're all just like on edge and like my, my biggest I've never wait, heard that <laughs> that's pretty good oh that's a good analogy here's my biggest fear you know as soon as we were on the other side of this or we felt like we were we're getting to enjoy a day like we are today where all of us parano- paranormal investigators and groups that are in this community are all together in the same room mm-hmm. and it's just kind of nice i mean the place is not packed by any means it's a nice event mm-hmm. um but we're free to roam and we're mm-hmm. we're free to to, to say hi that was all taken away from us. Yeah. And listen, your most stable people, mentally stable people, good people, I, I, I've, I felt that they were changed. I felt changed within myself. I was becoming yeah. somewhat bitter. And boy, today seems so much like yesterday. And, you know, so many things we can't do. And you become bitter and a little bit angry, even if you don't want to admit it, without, you know, counseling or meditation or whatever thing that works for you. I mean, even Becky and I were short with each other on some days. And God knows we never... Yeah. We never are short with each other. <laughs> you know? I, so it was good for me because I'm an introvert and I wanted to be home. Like I would love to have been at home, but I was the only one who could go into work because, you know, there had to be somebody in to get the checks from the mail. Right. Like, sure, so like I had to cash the checks. Right. Um, I would have loved to have that time alone because I enjoy my alone time. Right. Like I'm not trying to isolate myself or anything, but. I'm around people and I'm making decisions all day long and that's mentally taxing, right? So I wanted that downtime, but I didn't get it. But, you know, like what, you know, I always thought like what, what would it be like for me, like to be able to be in my haunted home, right? you know, for extended periods of time? Well, there was because when I got COVID, I had to like isolate myself. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you always wonder like, is the spirits because you're there more they're going to come out more or are they going to go away because you're there all the time like i I think i can you know here's what's one thing i did realize let's take my mother for instance she's my mother's a saint but of course all sons will say that about Mm -hmm. their mother but she's an older italian woman she's you know she she's 
a good, good woman. She raised nine of us kids, so that should tell you a little bit about her. I watched her. I watched her health deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Her emotional state bottomed out eventually. Here's an Italian woman that was very involved in the church. She's a matriarch. She mm-hmm. has all of us kids coming over with all of our family, our wives and children. You know, she has a couple dozen grandchildren, a couple dozen great grandchildren. She's the matriarch. She's yeah. she's grandma. Yeah. We're all in her house. Every day she has half a dozen people in her house. She she's always got homemade bread going on. She's always oh. cooking something. You, I'm going over. You, you <laughs> see my you, Joe. You know my mom. Yeah. That was all taken away from her. So over a course of time, and she held strong. But you know, there was phone conversation where she was crying, and oh, she no. didn't get to see any of the grandkids. She didn't get to see her own children. Yeah. She didn't get to see any of the great grandchildren. It took a toll on her. Yeah. She finally got ill. We almost lost her. Oh, no. She spent a month in the hospital. And the, when the doctor's looking, you say, she's, she's got to start fighting. A lot of this is emotional, mental. Mm-hmm. She, she was afraid to go back home oh, no. to herself, yeah. locked in this house that was, you know, that was her and dad's, to this dark hole is what she felt it. Mm-hmm. Joe, you were over there a few weeks ago. <laughs> the paranormal activity has increased her. Yeah. I mean, she feels it's increased. Now, you know, you can say, well, she just wants the company. Well, yes, yeah, she does. So when this thing let up a little bit, my mom's health got immediately better. Oh, when the grandkids and the kids would come over, you know, it's wait, you know, energy. ask her, Grandma, do you need anything? Grammy, it's nice to see you. Yeah. It, it, her life changes. So I, I was able to witness what COVID and this dark thing can do to a person. The political thing, she and I, I don't care what she, she wouldn't get angry at me. Anyways. She once told me, in, in, for all you Trump lovers or Biden lovers, none of this makes any difference to me. She wanted to, she didn't want to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's entitled to that. And she's Italian. She said it's because he's not a good man. Mm-hmm. She didn't care about the president. She goes, you can learn to be the president. This is an old Italian woman, yeah. which she's, the way she sees things. She wants a man that she could trust, a man that's compassionate. Mm-hmm. And, and Trump may very well feel that way, but he doesn't come off that way all the time. Yeah. My whole point is the divide even got to her. She's now arguing with some of her friends because, you know, they're, they're trying to tell her, well, you know, you, you got to vote for Trump. And so even the political, the religious and the medical even finally got to my mother. And she's days upon days, nights upon nights with nobody to hug, nobody yeah. to kiss her. Nobody to make food for it. Listen, Joe, you were over there for an investigation at her mom's house. Did she or did she not have homemade cookies? Yes. I'm I'm positive she did. I I don't even know that. I'm just going to tell you. I'm sure she did. She wasn't able to do any of this stuff for close to two years. It damn near killed her. So we're spending too much time on COVID. My my point is I hope we're past this. I mean, things are scary again, but blessed is the day today that we're all able to be together. So. Yeah, it's it's amazing because, you know, like we went over almost a whole year, I think maybe 12 or 14 months that we didn't do any conventions at all. We didn't get to see everybody because like when we come to the conventions, it's like a family reunion, right? Like (laughs) I did house cleansing with almost like a hazmat suit on. Uh Oh, I I didn't want to say no. I mean, people were going through something. I can't say, hey, I'll catch you in a year, you know, for fear that, you know, maybe their daughter, son or daughter, their wife or may not be safe i you know we just dress up and stay as safe and it, as we can and it goes to show you though you know, 
I don't want to talk about your mom that much, but experience with your mom. She noticed that the paranormal activity ramped up in her house, and yeah, she was afraid, and she asked us to come in and do an investigation because she was either seeing shadow figures or whatever yeah. she was. So we didn't, I didn't actually ask her what was happening because mm-hmm. I didn't want to know. Yeah. I wanted to see what we got mm-hmm. and then give her the evidence that we got and go from there. But it's like that even you mentioned in your house. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, so, Jen, how did you feel when you were stuck in the house? Did you feel like? The activity was ramping up in your house or what? Um, not really. Not at that time. Like when I, when I got my COVID, I, you know, it was just more like, and I worked through the whole thing. So I worked oh, yeah, from so home. I. Like here I am, I'm like so sick and I'm working, right? Because like, that's what I do. Like they needed somebody to work, which that's a whole nother story. We'll <laughs> get into it. But no, like I was fine. Like when I'm. I'm gone all day long, and then I come home. All of a sudden, stuff happens. It's almost like... They're waiting for you. They're waiting for me, right? So, like, I, you know, just recently, just in the last week, it's like two weird things happen. And, you know, like, I've had two separate people who don't know each other, that like, two separate sides of the country, have told me that there's a lot of spirits in my house. And that my dad is there, and he's there to um, protect me, and which is really interesting. And I'm I'm just wondering, like, because he's worried about me, right? So like, um, I don't, you know, it's weird. I just have this like weird relationship with my house. Like, I love being there. I love it. I love being there. Like being alone. Um, but there's times when you're in there and. One, I don't always feel alone because there's always something going on in this house, right? And like, I don't mind, right? Like, I don't want anything bad. I don't want anything negative. I don't, I don't think there's anything bad in no, the house. No, not at all. Like, if there's like 25 ghosts in this, fine. Just, you know, don't watch well, me. Sometimes even don't watch me when I'm going to the bathroom okay. and, and um, ever, I'm going to pick up my nose, right? You, you, <laughs> Joe, you said there's nothing bad in the house. I, I've noticed sometimes even. A good spirit can get pissed off or pissy sometimes Probably and do bored. something yeah. and do something that's not so nice. Well, like we're all humans, right? And right. then when we pass on and we go on to the other side, we still have our personalities, right? right? Like if you have a bad day on this side, you're probably going to have a bad day on that side. And it might just be because I left, you know, a whole load of laundry on the couch for like two weeks and they're like mad because they haven't put it away. Right. Like Isn't it funny? This, this the, like I'm in the space and I want it clean and organized right. and Jennifer is working 400 hours a week and yeah. <laughs> and can't um, get her laundry put away you know like well it's funny it's that crazy I think I think we're making it through it I think uh, I think we're gonna be okay uh, we're all back here together we're all uh, paranormal investigations people are calling again and we have some investigations lined up and uh, we're back in class so life is back to normal somewhat we're, i mean yeah. well, obviously we're still taking precautions so it's a lot better today than what it was even you, a week ago do you have a particular place in toledo that you just absolutely love to like go to and investigate like you no. don't have to tell us where it is <laughs> no, but no like, I, I, don't, I don't think so no well, it's, it's, it's different because you guys do mainly residential yeah yeah in total real paranormal investigations that take months yeah to do does it really take as months like do you find like it will take several trips to go to a certain house yeah. like to help help these people how do, I, how do i make this short 
here's 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 a short version. Okay. You and I and Joe are going down the Mansfield Reformatory. I'm sure people heard me say this before. Uh, we get down there at seven o'clock. We get the tour. It's eight o'clock. The guy tells us what cell block, the name of the ghost, where to be, what time, and what he does. You and I all will get running that way. We're the first group down there. We have our recorders and our machinery, and Joe or John rattles the bars in cell block 317, and we smell the, the, the horror but stench of rotting flesh, and we hear we get to capture a great EVP. We're out of there by midnight. Uh, we're home by sunrise, and we already stopped and had two beers and a steak dinner, and we've had a very successful ghost hunt. A paranormal investigator, Joe, and you, you can shut me up if you want. It's much okay. different. You, yeah. Becky would do, you know, take on a case, and you know it involves the neighbors, it involves family members, it involves medication, it involves lifestyles, it involves an interview with everybody in the house. Dana would do research, countless hours of research, from the time what was on the property before the building was there or the house was there. It's you got. 50 hours of work in before you even mm-hmm. arrive on location for yeah. an interview you know you decide to do an investigation yeah. so you know you have let's say six cameras rolling five hour investigation that's 30 hours of video 100 hours of audio to listen to you got a couple thousand pictures to scroll through holy shit you got 100 hours involved <laughs> in a paranormal yeah. event yeah. so there's a huge difference yeah. and, and a lot of times you know you the most haunted house in the world you know, my bottle of water picks up off the table and throws across the room every day at 3.07. That's one second of activity a day out of 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That's seven X seconds a week. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. what is it, uh, 21 seconds a month. And that's the most haunted house in the world. What yeah. makes you think we're going to capture something? Right, yeah. And Jen, is, you know, you guys have been doing this long enough. What happens if you do capture something? I mean, the last thing you want to do is scare a family or tell them, yeah. you know, listen, what you're saying is... is the scariest thing in the world to do is tell a family that, hey, you're right. These things you're, we're witnessing and going through are real. Mm-hmm. Well, not, so now you got got 100 hours in it. Now yeah. the case has begun. So now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's cases. Uh, I've made lifelong friends. These, these people I, I'll be involved with the rest of my life. In some cases, you're, you're going to haunt you for the rest of life. And sometimes, if you're lucky enough, you resolve it and it ends peacefully. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a hundred different ways it can end, yeah. but it's it's a lot. I was just telling Joe earlier. I'm I'm 61 now. I'm getting I'm a little bit tired, uh, yeah. if I might say. I, I don't know how much longer I can I can do paranormal. I think ghost hunting is great. Yeah. But that's like well, someone's taking me out for ice cream. Right. <laughs> that's where to go. But I have a great group behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to do whatever I can't do. But Butch and I are getting little. That was Butch. He's doing great. He God. went to the Michigan game. Day. He I just, miss him. He just turned 74. That guy has got a heart as pure as gold. Yeah, he does. I, you know, I, I, I don't need to tell you guys how much I love him, how much he means to me. Yeah. And a guy always had my back, and a lot of years have gone by. I'd take a ghost on over a paranormal investigation probably any day of the week now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when we had the opportunity to go to spaghetti where else? Hell yes, I'm in. And Joe can tell you I was the laziest guy there. That <laughs> I, it was it was the first time I Harold started to be started to run cameras and all. I said, Harold, what are you doing? I said, <laughs> Don't tell him, Joe. Don't set anything up. Let's just do it. And he yeah, was like, right. Like Let's he go. was, you know what he was? He was time. probably in the kitchen getting some no. of that bread and, and butter that no. they have that it's they the, make their own sourdough bread right. so good. It's the first time I saw him actually laughing and stuff during an investigation. <laughs> Joe, Joe, just tell everybody, let's be honest. How many times did I dropped the camera? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I broke, I broke <laughs> two of my own cameras. <laughs> you can hear it on the yeses method. I'm, I'm sitting there, and, you know, I'm just blurring out words. Yeah. And, and I watch the video, and I, all of a sudden I hear Harold going, Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I and did. he's like, I did it! Son of a bitch, I broke the camera again. <laughs> one time, at one time, I had the headphones wrapped around the video camera with my recorder wrapped around, and I dropped everything. Headphones came off. I dropped the camera. I'm like, I'm standing there like, damn, it's a lot harder to be a paranormal investigator than I thought. Jesus, I've always given these guys a bunch of crap. It's a tough job. It is a lot harder than just holding a coffee cup going, go over there. Yeah, exactly. I'm filming, I'm filming for 10 minutes thinking I can't, I was going to forget to turn the record button on. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Or I, sit, I go back to the table. I left the cameras. I know the batteries are dead. You know, I'm I'm not a professional by any means, but I'm, listen, I'm new to this paranormal investigator. I'm, I'm going to be good at it before yeah. I go. Oh, my I'm, God. So even at Spaghetti Worlds, I, I had a great time. We're going down to uh, class. We, can I talk about class before yeah. you throw yeah. me up there? We're going to do another study of the paranormal uh, uh, class, ghost hunting and study of the paranormal, October 7th at Owens Community College. Um, but before that gets here, it's going to be on Thursday nights from 6 to 8, I believe. You got you to take this class. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing. And I mean, I, I'm learning so much. I mean, I'm still a student. I, Joe, it's like we, we've said a hundred times, the more, the more we study, the more we invest in this, the, the less we know. Yeah, I mean, I go true. off like a dodo bird every time I walk <laughs> away. But anyways, the class is amazing. But before we get there, we're going to do a, a Don from Fringe Paranormal has invited us down to the haunted South Main Street oh. School in Bowling Green to do a... To do a a, a field trip, yeah. okay. and uh, you're going to lead up. Uh, hopefully, if you can make, I know you're busy today, but I keep guys. If you're listening to this, uh, Joe Shortridge is going to run the investigation. <laughs> and he's going to run out. the students. There's so, be I, listen, I might have an opportunity to spend 30 minutes to investigate the boiler room without having to do any work. Yeah, I, as soon, it's as soon, amazing. Listen, it's interesting. But interesting as soon as place. I get these cameras repaired that I dropped, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go right back at it. And I'm going to be a great, before this over, I tell you, I'm going to be a great investigator before it's over. Yeah, so. yeah I think you'll, you'll, that, that room is really interesting. There's a lot of energy in that room. Jen, I've been down there. Don and Kelly have been so good to, to me yeah. and my group. We've been down there for four or five field trips already. Mm-hmm. We've been down, and I've never investigated not one second down there because mm-hmm. of the responsibility I, I always put on myself. Mm-hmm. I, I am so looking forward to go down there roaming the school. You know, Becky was touched on the stage down there. Yeah. Becky's never been touched in her life. Oh. And listen, I, I believe she was. Now, I can't, you know, for me to say I've never captured or documented anything down there doesn't mean anything because I've never really investigated. Mm-hmm. But I've watched other people yeah. capture stuff, and it's quite an amazing place. So I don't know what you have in store for these students, Joe, but I hope you can. <laughs> Neither do I. I have no clue. I hope you Class come up with something. dismissed. <laughs> but what I want you to do is form a couple of different groups and yeah. make sure that I get to investigate with one of my, like Jeff or somebody can run a camera. I want to investigate. Yeah. I want to do the boiler room mm-hmm. and I want to do the auditorium. And I think one of the classrooms, Dan, a member of my group, Dan Cosmiter, um, was talking and asked what grade they were in. I think this little girl said third. Mm. So I'm going to try to find that classroom. There's three things I want to do. Yeah. So don't don't put me in charge of anything. Oh, I won't. Just if I can, I borrow one of your cameras that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> the don't let them have it. South Main School in Bowling Green, Ohio, down the basement in the boiler room, we had the 
SLS camera going. And there's a chair, and there's a little ledge that runs along the whole boiler room. Because the way the boiler rooms are set up, you have to walk down into them. Because if the boiler ever sprung a leak or whatever, everything would be contained. Even back in the 1800s when they well, built that makes this sense. place. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why you have to walk down into it. So there's a ledge all the way around. Mm-hmm. We had Don sitting in a chair, and there was a little figure. And we were like come and join us and that and you could actually see the figure moving towards don and we're like sit in the chair and the figure actually went and into the chair next to don yeah it was incredible see i never got to witness anything we we didn't record it because we were just using the thing the sls camera and i apparently you can record those but we didn't know how you know you know what a good investigator i was the night at the field trip where becky got touched on the stage i was in charge of running the camera and i just shut the camera off and turn around to Schlock and say, hey, you want to go blow a smoke? And Jeff said, yes. So I set the camera down. It wasn't two minutes later. He goes, Becky, goes, I was touched. No. I said, wait a minute. Nobody, nobody's got, you have no proof of this. There's no documentation. She goes, where were you? I, it's on my way outside to blow smoke, you know. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, and thanks for what having me your show. saying? What is your saying? What, besides happy hauntings? No. Have a great day. Give if me some coffee. On, me some if coffee. it's not on camera, it's in heaven. <laughs> right, yeah, right. right. Well, thanks, guys, for having me yeah, on. Yeah, it's been a blast, and it's really cool hanging out with you guys again. It's nice to see you. I know. Here. It's so good to see everybody. But, yeah, definitely, yeah. if you have any strange or unusual happenings, and you know, you come tell us about it. And everybody in the Northwest Ohio area, go to... The, Harold's class at Owens Community College and so like Joe and I have taken several of your classes yeah, and yeah. I learned so much in that first class way more than I thought I knew you know here's, here's the thing Jen the honest God, truth is you know there's much more to be known than we do than we do know mm-hmm. I'm learning every day I think the older I get you know I mean obviously we all have egos and we all have a sense of confidence about ourselves but you know we got to stay humble this this there's so many things to learn there's there's so much more to be known we just don't have you know I, I, once again with joe I, this the term the word unexplained is bigger than scientific it's bigger than anecdotal it's bigger than proof it's bigger than documentation it's the unexplained jen i'm 20 foot underground mm-hmm. i'm a quarter mile out i'm in underneath the athens saint asylum it's three o'clock in the morning and a woman asks for help oh my gosh i don't care who you are from einstein to any other scientist uh, to any other paranormal investigator do we we don't have an explanation for that but we know in our hearts we know in our minds we know in our heads we know in our ears we know we know it happened we heard it we witnessed it we we were a part of it you can't take it back yeah luckily enough sometimes a recorder will will document it now turn that over to to a scientist, turn it over to skeptics, and they're going to tear it apart in a hundred different ways. I, I say for you folks that that know that something's going on, and you know it in your heart, keep it dear to you. Yeah. You know it's real. Don't don't let anybody tear it seventeen different ways mm-hmm. if it means something to you. Yep. There's something going on in this world that maybe we're not meant to know right now. Maybe, maybe it's above us. Maybe 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 we'll learn it. Maybe we'll get to see it, but. Listen, some things are happening out here, and some of them are very good. And they're real. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, don't, let a, don't let a skeptic or a scientist or anybody else take that away from you. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess that's what I've learned. Yeah. And the sure. thing, that's what we talk about in your class is 
the scientists have no, or I shouldn't say scientists, anybody, we cannot prove that the paranormal exists. We cannot prove we have video and that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can't prove it because you can't replicate, replicate it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And it gets down to the point where, like we said many times, and we've, me and Harold have been talking about a lot more lately, we have no clue. We have no proof that the paranormal exists, but yet when, like you said, a lady talks to you two stories down underground, so there's no way radio interference can come in. Nope. There's not, Or like at Jen's house when we, me and Jen were standing there and a shadow figure walked in between us. Yeah. Or when I woke up in the middle of the night twice right. and saw a 12-foot person leaning on my bed and then another person that was pure red right. standing in my room. Well, you know, it just goes... I saw it. Yeah. We hear EVPs. It we, just goes down to belief. What do you believe? Like, do you and believe somebody when they tell you they saw a ghost, right? right? Like, I, do, I do. And I, I don't do. care if people believe me or not. I saw what I saw. Yeah. And it's my truth. And, you know... The it, good thing about this class is it, I'm, I'm not here and my group is not here to try to make you believe one way or the other mm-hmm. or put you on one side of the fence or not. This unexplained area covers both sides of the of the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have some of the answers, and yet these things are happening, and they're very real. And, and you know it. When it happens to you, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what anybody says. You know it to be the truth. You yep. know it to be real. Yep. Uh, you know, scientists can blame it on this or that. Well, I don't want to say blame it on it, but you can say it's this or that. It's your mental state. It's this or, mm-hmm. you know, listen. A woman asked me for help. Yeah. My job is to try to find a way to help her. Yeah. Not believe or disbelieve or say that didn't happen or I'm losing my mind or find 17 scientific reasons why it happened. Mm-hmm. I, I know it in my heart. My, my job right. is to help her. Yeah. Not to argue with anybody whether it happened or not. I know it happened. I witnessed it. Mm-hmm. And that's the unexplained part. And that's, that's what this class is really about. I think if we can, if I can hone it in and tune it tune it up a little bit and make it there's a gray area and that's where we're all dancing within well i always say life's greatest mystery is what happens when we pass on mm-hmm. we Absolutely. don't know until we die we yep. will not know i mean how do we know that like in this room there isn't a hundred people walking around right now sure because we've talked about it before the human eye only sees right 15 percent of the light spectrum so right. yeah there could be spirits and entities walking around this room which they say happens we've had who's pure, they who them, is them they people right over there there's been a paranormal investigations in this very room we're in that say and even like this morning there's a thousand pound door not 20 feet from us or 30 feet from us right here in the room that's an old safe no vents inside there no way for it to open I'm sitting here talking to a lady, and the door opens right there. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, the, it opened I, three times today. I see, and I and I, I wasn't there to witness it, but I believe you. I spent the night here about six years ago, six or eight years. I don't even know how long ago it was. And uh, when you had mentioned that to me, I said, well, that's the corner where we captured an EVP. We captured a couple of EVPs around this building, uh, but I can't remember where they all were. I'd have to go back and, you know, look at the file. But I know that I that corner right there that you're talking about has always intrigued me because mm-hmm. it looks so different anyways with yeah. the door yeah. like that goes to nowhere right given given the listener an the idea winchester where house in. is what i was thinking of. Yeah. yeah we're in a half room half square room it used to be the main foyer for the oliver house hotel mm-hmm. and that's what the building is called it's the oliver house and it's several places now there's restaurants in that but the room we're in was the original 
foyer that anybody would walk into and in the foyer you had the the reception desk Mm -hmm. next to the reception desk is a vault with a real vault door you know a big steel door yeah and then above it is another vault it's like a safe yeah Safe. That's what, that's safe. what I thought. It looked like a giant safe. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I keep saying vault, but it is a safe. Don't say safe on it. It's a something safe company. Yeah, that's the brand that made it. But well, it know. is a safe. It, the walls are three foot thick inside there. The door is steel. The door weighs about 1,000 pounds, and it just opened. I don't know. But anyhow, this is a very haunted room. There's a hallway right across from us that's very haunted. Uh, the room is full of paranormal investigators all day long. Yeah. And none of us brought our equipment. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? I, I, didn't, I didn't even bother what to bring What were we thinking? What were we thinking, right? Anyways, guys, thanks yeah. for having Thank me on the show. You Thank you so for much. coming on. You know. I'll, see you, uh, I'll see you guys again soon, I hope. I'll yes. make my way all the way across the room to your table. Yeah, so far away. <laughs> yeah, we're coming over for right. candy. And then uh, we're, we're together again a week from Saturday, right? Yes. If you can make it. Yes. At uh, Haunted uh, South Main Street School. Thanks, Don and Kelly, for allowing us to do our field trip right there, okay? Some guy oh, just walked by with a big Jeff. thing He's of got Jeff. Jeff's a whole thing team. of, like, different beers. Okay, this show's over. i got to get All back right, to goodbye. my table. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Whoa, I'm Hello. Thanks, goodbye. everyone, for listening this week. And please, like I always say, get up there on our website, buy some T-shirts, and on top of that, there's a little button if you see, it says Happy, um, H-A-P-P-I-E 22's Poshmark page. Yeah. Click on that button. Go to Jen's page. Buy some clothing. She's got Support some really show. good deals Support on there. Support the show. Yeah. That's all we're saying. So anyways, thanks everyone for tuning in this week. <laughs> and everybody. we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye.